0: I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, and what we're focusing on, police tactics and the mentally ill. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Lisa Evers. And the reason that we're doing this in this particular episode, after the terrible tragic death of Deborah Danner in the Bronx, we wanted to focus on what really happens when police are called in for 911 calls with mentally ill people. That's what we're discussing with our panel. We've got a great panel to discuss this with us for this episode. Joining us Sergeant Henry Marrero. He's a law enforcement officer with 20 years experience on the job. He's a political activist in his community and he also just underwent crisis intervention training which we're going to hear about and he is also a hostage negotiator. Henry, thank you so much for being thank with you us. Problem, Lisa. We thank also, you. we appreciate it. Also with us is hip hop artist and activist with the Justice League nyc my son he has been out at the precinct in the bronx where this incident happened practically every night leading the protest there my son thank you so much for being with us thanks for having me and also with us is dr jeff gardier he's a clinical psychologist he's also a professor in behavioral medicine and you have seen him everywhere in television from fox 5 to love and hip-hop to the real housewives franchise And he has seen it all and dealt with so many issues and that's why he's here with us today. Dr. Jeff, thanks so much for being with us. Lisa,
1: thank you uh, for inviting me and being here with your incredible panel.
0: Well, we appreciate it. Dr. Jeff, I wanna start with you on this. How widespread is this problem of mental illness? Well, latest statistics show that one in four adults within any particular
1: year have a mental illness, some sort of a mental disorder. When we break that down, we're talking about 57.7 million people uh, can have some sort of a diagnosable uh, issue going on, as far as what I like to call a mental health challenge. So this isn't something that just happens, you know, to very few people. This could be a neighbor, this could be a friend, this could be a lover this could be you know people that we work with Uh, they're all part of our society uh, so it's important that we understand that this is something that many people struggle with including myself I've been very vocal about having issues with anxiety obsessive-compulsive disorder hypochondriasis and so on these are my mental health challenges but I'm very lucky I'm able to work on those issues as a professional so that I can help others but I also have the family support and I think that's what it Comes down to, and we'll talk about that. Later. And we
0: are, and we're also going to talk about the breaking point. What's <laughs> the difference between somebody going through a, a bad spell, as we would say, and something that's serious and could reach a critical critical point? My son, why are you out there protesting? And you've been very active in the justice movement for some time, but why this particular case? What bothers you the most about it?
2: Well, first of all, you know, I, I grew up in the area in the San View Castle Hill area. I lived like 20 years of my life, 25 years of my life in that area, and you know. And, and the main issue was that this was a 66 year old woman you know we've I've I've protested for Eric Gardner I protested for um, Michael Brown I've been all around the world protesting and I've been standing up for justice and I don't really think that we do enough protesting for our woman you know our women are uh, this woman was an elderly and mentally ill person and there's no way that she should have left she should not have been able to walk out of that apartment And I'm protesting at the precinct mainly because in any field where there is negligence that ends in death, the person loses their job. And I don't understand how the police department is different. I don't understand how we can, uh, it's obvious that there was negligence. We're still just trying to figure out if it's criminal. And that's okay. If you have to do an investigation to figure out if there's a criminal activity, then investigate that. But there was negligence. And
0: I I want to get into that point. Henry Marrero, you're a law enforcement expert, veteran, many of these tough situations like this. The police commissioner in New York City, James Mm O'Neill, said that we failed. He goes, as an agency, he just came out plain, straight out and said, we failed. So he said the and they said almost immediately that this officer did not follow proper procedures. You have a woman, there've been previous police calls to that apartment for at least four previous incidents. She has a baseball bat. The neighbors are concerned about her safety and whatever else is going to happen. What's the proper police procedure for that from your experience? Well,
3: you know, police work is not a an an, an exact science, you understand? And law enforcement officers have to make a split-second decision w- w- between life and death. Uh, Commissioner O'Neill coming out so fast it's a political rush to judgment okay because they should let the facts and the nature of the, co- uh, of the case take its course because right now you're just adding fuel to the fire with so many communities being upset and as, as my son said here that uh, there was some negligence well let the, fa- the facts come out and if that officer is guilty of doing something wrong I'm the first guy to say hey he should be dealt with accordingly by the, by the law. I'm not one to say, oh no, he's a great cop, but we weren't there, so we don't know exactly what happened. It was a 10 minute altercation. So from beginning to end, uh, for the mayor and the commissioner and uh, uh, Bronx Borough President Ruben Diaz to come out and say that you know, they know excessive force, it's, it's absolutely a little, you know, too early but, to okay, but, that. but Henry,
1: we have to look at the collective Unconscious here, right? What is going on With our society, and that we See these cases over and over again Let me point out Eleanor Bumpers What happened to her, this was a woman who was Elderly, uh, who had psychiatric Problems, and she was shot down like An animal, and so when we're Talking about someone who's In her 60s, who has schizophrenia There's a recorded history That she has had these mental Health challenges, and that there are ways to approach this and somehow there's not the triangulation of the information where the police officers don't have that information why don't they have that but they knew they, they had been that? there jeff they can right. tell
0: now how many times they've yes. been to a particular address so let me ask you let me ask you this because this is the reason we wanted to do this show and really get into this issue this was deborah Danner, the victim she her family her own Mm -hmm. family members Mm -hmm. said that she had been suffering from mental illness since she was in her 20s that they had done everything to possibly help her in terms of programs in terms of therapy in terms of counseling and that her she had they had moved her next to her mother and next to her sister in that in those apartments so that they could be involved with sure. with her life. So what where is the ball dropped there when you have somebody who is very intelligent as she obviously was you know, very educated, and yet is suffering from this disease. Where was the Where was the ball dropped before that 911 call came? Well,
1: well, let me tell you, you know, I like to say that I am very naive because I love people. I believe in humanity. And so before pointing a finger at this particular police officer, I'd rather look at what went wrong. And I think what went wrong was that somehow that information that they should have had was not communicated perhaps to this particular officer i will make an assumption since you are uh, uh not guilty uh until you know proven so innocent until proven so um, that that was not the intention to go in and kill this woman. So what do we need to look at? We need to look at information. We need to look at what happened with the training of this particular officer or some other officers. Here you have someone who's documented with a mental health challenge who is schizophrenic. That information is out there, yet somehow the way this situation is handled, a senior citizen, that person ends up being killed. Okay, but I want to come back to My son, and everybody, please feel, feel free the to the jump in. Re- re-
2: the situation is this: I ask every officer when I go down in protest. I ask every officer, "Can you give me the scenario in which a 66-year-old woman with a bat would be? Would it make sense for would you? Be to a shoot life her? Threatening,
0: would be you to a life-threatening. I need to give threat- me the scenario. Well, because Henry, he ke- what Everybody
2: that? keeps saying that. But well, let me let me just finish that. Mm-hmm. And then also give me the statistics where an elderly white woman has been shot like this. I can just we, need to understand what, about, what about a woman it, with a bad? Is that a black or white issue? That's, is. that's another
0: thing because it everybody is. suffers. We're going to talk, talk about the race element uh, in I'm just, just saying, a minute. But
3: everybody suffers from this disability. It's not just a, a black or white issue. We're the only ones getting killed for it. You're, how many people have been killed in New York City with mental illness in the last year, okay, yes. that were African American? Probably most of them. What's most? I don't understand. Give me a most number. Of the, I don't know the exact number. Be, uh, I'm not going to tell you that I know City? the exact how many number. Calls I went, okay, City can answered. you give me the exact number
2: for how many white women, how many elderly I'm white women, we be, already know two elderly uh, yes, black women. And that's can you exactly tell me how many elderly white that's women, that's exactly women have ever been shot? been
3: killed. One was a 32-year-old young lady from Syracuse, New York, who was shot and killed because she approached the police officer with a shotgun but who was suffering but you're talking from a about a shotgun, shotgun. But, uh, i'm talking sense. about
2: how many elderly just, white just women do you go to
3: their question. home
0: okay, okay. let him let, let him finish real quick you're and then we get to take question, a shower
3: and i'm answering it
2: okay
0: two
3: people have been killed african-american do you know how many uh caucasian males or females have been killed in new york city this year yes how many
2: no i'm asking you to tell
3: me how well, many well, Harry. all right so i'm just giving you numbers five all right, so a total Five of Five white females. Uh, females. Uh, white or Latin. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the exact male or female breakdown. Five whites. But it's, it's been a total of seven people. Do you know how many calls NYPD has handled this year with mental illness? How many? 128,000 calls so far. Last year alone, they handled 150,000 calls with only six fatalities and unfortunate fatalities. Okay? But that is a huge number of, of, of people actually coming out successful. Not everybody is fatally wounded. And it's not black or white. Well, well. The good news okay, is well, perhaps the good news is everything's going to have to
0: wait. Sh- we need to take a short. We need to take a short break. We have a lot of issues to talk about here. The stigmatization of mental illness as being violent all the time. The race element. I definitely mm. want to get into. And the Please, frustrations in the community, and also the police tactics. This is Street Soldiers. We'll be right back.
2: Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers, real issues, real poly tricks and real people only on Hot ninety seven.
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on police tactics and the mentally ill. Is it time for us to look at what's really going on? Is it time to change the tactics? Is it time to change the way we look at mental health? Is it time to look at the racial component in this as well? That's what we're talking about with our guest, Sergeant Henry Marrero. He's a law enforcement officer with 20 years experience. He's also a political activist in his community. And he's also been trained in crisis intervention and is a hostage negotiator. Henry, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. We appreciate my it. Problem. Also with us is my son. He's a hip hop artist and also activist with the Justice League NYC. And he's been very active in cases involving fatal police activity with our, within our community. And he's been protesting about the Deborah Danner case just about every night. My son, thank you so much for thank being you with again us. For me. We appreciate it. Also with us, Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist. and a professor in behavioral science, and he's also a familiar face and figure and expert on television. You see him on Fox 5 and many other shows, as well as Real Housewives franchise and Love and Hip Hop. Dr. Jeff, thanks so much for being with Always us. Always a pleasure. All Thank right, you. I'm going to come come right down, everybody. Yeah. I, we have, Let's first talk about the police <laughs> training, the, but the tactics. Henry, Henry, a woman with a baseball bat in her own apartment, is that a deadly threat to police officers coming in there with you know vested up with the guns with with the taser which wasn't used everything
3: all right uh, a baseball bat is a lethal weapon all right and lethal and it can actually kill you it can cause serious bodily injury if you get hit with a baseball bat over the head could you die well, that you know that that that's that's what we don't know. What we don't know what transpired in that small confined space. But if she's like in
0: her own, she's in her own apartment, why not just if, if, if instead of if you have to get close to tase somebody, which I think is, is you, you can't tase somebody from a distance, right? right? Well, yeah,
3: you have. I mean, you can have some distance. Some but. distance.
0: So why not just leave her in that apartment for a period, you know, until more people come or somebody like yourself who's a hostage negotiator or can really t- is trained with this.
3: Again, we don't know what transpired, so I don't know. You have a 10-minute window there. Right. Right. We don't know who responded initially. Uh, I know what the Sergeant conversation ba- was, I know that Sergeant Barry and also
0: why the people called, the neighbors called nine one one to begin was, with. Yeah, right, right, exactly. You don't have system, to know exactly.
2: Okay. I hear what you're saying. You keep saying we don't know what transpired, but you cannot give me a scenario where it would make sense for. for uh, For officers not to be able to contain a woman, an uh, elderly sixty-six-year-old. I don't yeah, have you're, training. You're saying elderly, and but I you're going to tell me that a sixty-six-year-old 60 woman six cannot uh, no can't cause you any harm? She can't
3: kill me, Doctor Jeff. Also, her. when
0: we're talking about the a- me- mental, nothing to do with that. It it in the sense that if it she's and if they're act, in if a manic state,
3: and if she's and she's very euphoric and very there has to be empathy.
0: Well, even if my grandmother came at me, I'm not going to shoot Okay, but it's a different. But the manic state. What about
1: Henry? One of the things you talked about, and I will address. That um, You said, you know, 128,000 approximate incidents yes, of yes, where yes. they Success. went in and successfully handled that, and I think that speaks in a very positive manner for the police force, but then it also speaks in a very negative manner for those individuals involved in that particular uh, situation, because... Somehow it fails, you mean the mental he- the me- in
0: mental the mental health community
1: in, in well just in just in the, in the police community that you couldn't handle that situation. it ended up with someone being shot to death that so issues. that so that's one issue you know, and the second issue we talk about this manic state that perhaps perhaps she may have been in again, we really don't know what happened. we weren't there, no, we don't, but,
0: but in general people people have seen and, and i'm I'm sure I'm not the only one we've seen people on the streets. Who are mentally ill, who've had substance abuse issues or whatever, and who seem to display what's described as a superhuman strength. I, I'm not and trained I'm not trained as a
1: police officer, but I think the point needs to be made as my son did. You're talking about a baseball bat and in one individual versus four police officers exactly. and I just have to think common sense tells me and I could be wrong I wasn't there that that could have been handled in a better but, way but Jeff, because but, police are there to serve and protect, protect. Okay protect but let me ask you this the person
0: who's acting out and protect themselves But let, let me true. ask you this when you're getting almost 2000 calls a day in New York City for emotionally disturbed people why does it it ends up falling on the police with a 911 call why why is there such a breakdown of mental health? The of mental health services. You, the, the medical for people, I'm not defending what happened mm-hmm, here by mm-hmm, any means. It's right. very disturbing and and very troubling. Well, but I will, in I terms will, of mental health. Sure, I,
1: I will accept responsibility for the failings of the mental health system, the way it is, why is it that so many people, instead of being admitted to psychiatric hospitals, end up in jails, and that's where they're getting their psychiatric treatment, and not very good psychiatric treatment. And you know, a in psych- some but what about, yeah. a woman, in a what about a woman? What
0: about what about a woman like a Deborah Danner, who had family intervention? That's- she was involved with. She was with programs. Isn't the problem that that there's but, no continuum of? Well,
1: it, th- there there are two things going on. Yes, the mental health system really needs to reboot and be stronger in what it's doing and helping families and helping those individuals. But we have to look at the reality, no pun intended, of something called schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Help what us have understand you. that. What well, does that what mean? Well, what happens is when you have some of these very serious issues. In this case, uh, from what we understand, she was diagnosed as being schizophrenic. This is an individual who may have delusional thinking at times, may hear voices, may see things, may not be in their right frame of mind, may act out physically, or may be in a vegetative state. Those sorts of individuals, not only is the mental health system not set up to get them the proper treatment, the proper therapy, the proper medication, but they're also the patients, the medications they take have such severe side effects that they'd rather be psychotic than take some of these medications. Then we have to look at you know, that we have a failing insurance system. Obamacare has helped that, but there still needs to be so and much more done. And then it falls done. on
0: whoever is and the 911 first responder, whether well, well, it's a paramedic.
1: But, 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 but before that, there's there's a line of defense before the police officers, and that happens to be the family. And these family members She had the are, family. How much more... But they're tearing their hair out she, because she had someone... And the sister someone, was. The sister
0: that's right. she was trying to get the sister thrown out as Absolutely. her power of attorney. Someone
1: who may be so psychotic or so disturbed that they're not taking their medication... They may be maybe physically violent. They don't want to cooperate. And family members don't know what to do. They can't get them hospitalized. They can't get them to take the medication. So out of frustration, they call the police. Right. And now the police have to come in and deal with that. Uh,
0: she,
3: we, she authored a, a, a six-page letter and stating that her sister was there and that she didn't want to deal with her sister when she was uh, supposedly in a, in a normal state one of, of the mind. But one of the things and, we and know and that was that she was never... And her sister was giving her, you know, it was uh, saying that she was crazy and she was uninvited and she didn't have any friends, if you, if you read the letter. Well,
1: but the, but, the, but the sister did take care of her from what we understand, yes. and the sister was very frustrated with the situation, but I think that's why it falls upon our police officers to be that last line and most effective line of defense, therefore they need Need more training, more training.
2: My son, what dishes? about that? I can't, I can't keep saying the training because I've never been trained, and I know that when I interact with a sixty-six-year-old woman. My thing is to try to protect her from herself, that especially when she's mentally ill. So I've never had training. You have to deal with people who have a level of conscience and humanity and empathy. You can't have officers that go into a situation and don't see a person as a human being, therefore they don't deal with her. The reason why I asked you how many white women have been killed, which you still haven't given me a number for. I just is told re- you seven people in total no, I were you murdered. I don't know how many elderly, elderly I women don't you don't know. Don't know. I don't have we'll look that up. You, you
0: can, well, but but, the, look that but, that but the issue. I'm trying
2: to tell you, if you you look at it, they're probably zero. In the uh, reality,
3: I just told you that's it, five people that this. were killed this year by NYPD. Okay, but,
2: okay, but the, there, there's,
0: a, there's a sense this is this, is, this, this is, incident isn't just coming as an isolated incident. It's, it's part, isolated part of what people, people see as a continuum exactly. of racial Every bias.
2: I was a black person is killed, so but that's a whole other story. But what I'm trying to tell you is, if we do not, if you send officers into a situation where they do not see a person as a human being,
3: because you put, I don't think that's okay, but. My son, let tell you yourself in what I'm trying to explain shoes? to you
2: in any shoes I've had oh, no, that's, if that, my grandmother's coming wrong. at me
3: you cannot put yourself in that position you weren't have you been attacked okay, mother. Mother. Okay, okay, my son, let, let him okay, respond about the training Henry I've been attacked
2: by knives I've been attacked Henry. by a woman how have you handled that how have you handled that You've disarmed I disarmed Henry
0: but what about the training because you just came I'm not even trained okay but this is this is a situation where obviously and we don't know yet because we haven't gotten all the information there was something going on that was disturbing enough to neighbors to call the police to call 911. She was a disturbing woman. So, so no, but something there that. was noise break, something was going on, somebody something happened before that. So, Henry, in terms of the training, I, I, I want to understand you just came back from state of the art, like the, the latest cutting edge training for, for mentally ill people in That's crisis correct. situations. What do they tell you? Well, you have to build a
3: rapport. You have to get there and build a rapport. And I believe at, at some point, Sergeant Barry did build some sort of rapport and it was broken in, 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 in the interim of the 10 minutes. Somewhere down the line, that rapport was broken. But you have to build a rapport. You have to empathize with them. You have to actually let them vent, okay? Because a lot of the time, they just want to vent. And they don't, they don't have a real perception of, of reality. And that is a big thing because you, I don't know how far you get to that level that you you just got to try to build a rapport and and, and empathize with everything that they 're saying and try to bring them down and calm them down and that 's how you you resolve this issue but it's, it's it has to do with training like you're saying no training i think everybody i think every frontline officer who's out on the street dealing with people every single day should be trained in crisis they intervention should. training but i'm just trying to tell you but
2: that the crisis
0: and de and de-escalation, de-escalation techniques which they you. did a little bit after the eric garner case with the nypd they yeah. did do a little they, they did do some of that right wait,
3: when you have the mayor and the commissioner and the and the, and the Bronx all coming out so fast because the they speak of judgment, it from human nature No they're, they're speaking from the fire of nature. elections it's that are coming not, up soon I don't think there's so. a lot of things that are happening transpiring no, i'm standing outside the 43rd
2: to every night, and I'm not being elected. That. and because I, I My human nature is doing, telling me you know, what you that as a man I, and as a human being, if I see a 66 year old you cannot put your, yourself in
3: that police officer's position. How can I? You cannot do that because you are right, so a I just need happening. you to
2: explain to me the scenario that it would be possible that she would need to be killed. Just give me that scenario. I just told
3: you a baseball bat
2: is a lethal weapon. So tell me what okay. she would have to be doing with that She would have to swing it at you, right? Possibly. I'm a shooter because uh-huh. she I swung a baseball positive. bat at me? It's deadly force. So you, were shoot- so you hit me I'm in the head with a baseball question. bat. I
3: should just let you hit Listen me in the head me. with a baseball bat. I she swung.
2: Obviously, bat. she missed because he didn't get hit with the bat. Uh, so
3: No, if, she didn't even. Uh, she, I, I mean, she, she didn't even miss. And we, okay. don't, know. we, we, we don't, don't know. We don't
0: know. We I need to take a short break. This is unbelievable. This is Hot 97, Fox is reality.
3: It's the problem
2: with the police department.
0: All right, we're going to talk about this. We have many more issues to discuss about this. Police tactics. And the mentally ill. I'm Lisa Evers, your host. We'll be back with more Street Soldiers right after this.
2: Yeah, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Sean, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Only on Hot 97
0: Welcome back to Street Soldiers I'm your host Lisa Evers In this episode we're focusing on Police tactics and the mentally ill Joining us for this conversation and debate Sergeant Henry Marrero He's a veteran law enforcement officer More than 20 years as a police officer He's also a political activist In his community And a crisis intervention and hostage Negotiating specialist Henry great to have you Thank you Lisa Thank you. Also with us is my son He's a hip hop artist and activist With the Justice League New York City. He's been out there on many of the top cases that have been affecting our city and our country over the last couple of years and especially in the Bronx now with the Deborah Danner case. My son, great to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Also with us Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist and a professor of behavioral science and you've seen him on many TV shows including Fox 5 as well as the Real Housewives franchise and also Love & Hip Hop. I'd like to focus on the mental health aspect of this uh, Dr. Jeff while we have you here so we can understand this. There's a perception that some people don't want to even go for treatment because mentally ill people are often uh, considered violent. Is that a small percentage? Is that the majority? Or does everybody have that potential? Uh,
1: A very small percentage uh, may actually end up uh, being part of some sort of violence and that may be when they're completely del- uh, delusional, have broken with reality. So we don't tend to see people with schizophrenia or bipolar to be violent individuals. We see that more with people who have personality disorders, and there are many of those people, and many of those folks are not have not even been diagnosed, and we don't consider them to be part of the mentally ill. Um, so I just think it's really important that we understand that when we're dealing with those individuals, that we do have to be extremely careful, especially in that kind of a situation where police are called in. I do, I don't know what happened, but I do believe that you need to send out very well trained police officers. People, Henry, who have the same training that you do. Uh, you have more training than many of these police officers. I have dealt with individuals, psychotic individuals, who've had weapons who could have hurt me and I've been in an office with them and I don't have police training and I've been what able did look- you do I was able to talk those individuals down because I have the training as a psychologist to understand the delusional thinking to understand the psychosis to be able to give them that time to be able to give them that space But, you but if have you go in along with it. And, and and empathy of course but if you go into a situation y- you know the, it's it's like almost it's explosive to begin with when you have a person who's delusional but then you also have people with guns drawn and so on so I think we really need to examine Examine, re-examine how our police officers are working with these individuals. In those cases that Henry you said were successful, then we need to analyze those cases. What made them successful? And, and the I ones agree that with went you. wrong, well, the procedures. What, I mean, that's what they're saying was, right now. They're saying it was Commission the procedures Omer
3: came out. That's why I, I definitely agree with you, 110 percent when Commissioner O'Neill came out, he has access to all those reports. And you don't know how many times you've been to somebody's house 10, 15, 20 times, and maybe they could come up with a plan, but the mental health system in in New York has failed the people, and that's a big problem. And maybe they should address that before they condemn the police department.
1: Well, I think they need to address both. Well, there, there, uh, because, there's a right, lot. Right. It is lot holistic. holistic. Is right. Right. And
0: the incident is very—this this incident also, too, there's a lot of different layers to it, I think, and and a lot of different trigger points for people and for us as a society, too. But, my son, do you feel like police officers are totally incapable of being sympathetic just because they're wearing the badge?
2: Not n- not at all. I, I believe that there are officers, and in, in those cases that he— he gave you the, the, um, the statistics for those were officers that were capable of doing that. I think in this instance in the instances that where it fails that you have officers that walk in without empathy because if, if you're not going to hit your grandmother if my grandmother comes at me with a bat I'm going to figure out a way to de-escalate her if right. it's somebody that I love that's an elderly woman or not even an elderly if a woman comes at me I'm going to figure out a way to de-escalate her. Anything short of her aiming a gun at me I figure I will be able to do that. So when an officer doesn't See that after he's already talked a scissors out of a woman's hand with four other officers there, your the main priority should be protect her from herself. So you should be giving yourself enough distance that if she has a bat, that she can't even help hurt you. You're supposed to make sure things around her. These are procedures that I know, and I'm not even a police officer.
3: So when you realize
0: that don't there's know n- that
3: because you weren't there, that's what I
2: can't. We still don't a, know
0: what we still don't know we what we don't know have the have
3: other situation. How can you? Let me let say that the don't have and it's under. So it's Everybody under investigation. I, I want to say Body one today. thing. Listen to me. It's
2: under Nobody investigation. We still don't know what thing? the precipitating information this, right? was. I know which that when you say that the commissioner and the mayor, they know what the procedure is. Somebody gave them a report on what happened before they got up there and had a conversation. So they didn't just make a, a broad judgment. Oh, that's what happened and got up there. They read the procedure. They read the, they know the procedure. They read the report and they said that it was failed. We failed. How do you know that? Did they I'm, said we failed an as an agency. Wait, let me let me just be clear. Fail. because an agency because
0: the because the police commissioner the police commissioner said the NYPD failed as an agency. Exactly. He said the officer did not follow the sergeant exactly. did not follow proper procedure. He said the NYPD's procedures for dealing with emotionally disturbed people or mentally ill people are among the best policies in the country. He didn't That's make what that he up. said. But Henry, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. I want to ask all of our guests this. With these high profile incidents we've seen going back a couple of years but especially after this summer with the the terrible tragedies we saw with Baton Rouge with St. Paul where there's this heightened tension between police and communities of color do you feel that is that in the back of police officers minds
3: well listen it, this year alone 103 officers have been killed in the line of duty 46 of them have been am, uh, ambushed and shot by gunfire so that is uh, it, it's it's a very alarming statistic that you don't have an uprising on that how you many, don't have how to, many blacks have been sir, killed this year alone by the police let, let I, him fin- let him finish I, and then just, we'll talk uh, about that i'm just explaining something to you okay. so how how is it that our life is less Valuable than yours or anybody else's on the street. We have to go home to our families every single day as well. You and should. no police officer goes out to on the street thinking, Today I'm going to kill somebody. You don't and that's, know that's not the way it works. But guess what? guys have been ambushed in, to you law don't know what any individual
2: is thinking. You can only exactly. speak for yourself. And, thank you. And you just said, I'm not said saying it. what somebody just is said thinking. you because I'm you
3: can't put yourself in Sergeant Barry's shoes no. at that situation. But the
1: scenario already played yourself. out. you talking about thank what somebody
2: you. is thinking. You don't know what's in the Let me say this. Although
1: black men make up only 6% of the U.S. population, now this is according to the New. New York Post: The study they did last year—they account for forty percent of the unarmed men shot to death by police. So that's that's a huge number. So we have to look at systematically. City, City, okay, what, that, what, na- what, nationally, that's what, un- that's what that's is going uh, on. Nationally, it's undisputed.
0: Yeah. There's a mm-hmm. disproportionately large number of African American men right. who were unarmed. Who were shot and killed by police. Mm-hmm. There's a much larger number of whites and Latinos killed by police, but mm-hmm. they were usually armed and in the commission of crimes when they were killed by police officers. But let me bring this mm-hmm. back to this mental health thing. So, Dr. Jeff, when you have somebody who has, like, where do we draw the line between somebody who's going through a bad spell, you know, as most human beings do, mm-hmm. and somebody who's really at the, like, severely psychotic or severely schizophrenic or On that borderline. How do do you know that?
1: Well, I I think it's just important that any mental health challenge that we're dealing with, that someone should get help. Uh, The problem that we're having in many communities, but I can speak for the African-American community, the Latino community, is this whole stigma around uh, experienced mental mental health challenges. It's considered to be weak. You're considered to be crazy. You're considered something is wrong (laughs) with you. And, you know, when you go see a doctor and you say, doctor, you know, when I do this, it really hurts. The doctor will take a look at that arm. Um, But when we have these mental health challenges, we feel that we can sit on these things. We have to work it out ourselves. We don't want our family to know, drink it it away, pray it away, and so on. Though the churches and houses of worship are doing a lot more than they used to. So we have to give credit where credit is due. But it is this whole idea of I don't want to talk about this with anyone. And so when you suffer silently, those issues get even worse if you're not able to work them out. And then now you become a real issue for the family, and then that becomes an issue for the community. And then you are at risk for a situation, perhaps with law enforcement, which is not perfect, which certainly we know that the majority of law enforcement officers are – you know are just wonderful people they do their job it's one of the hardest jobs out there along with the military and so on but at the same time and I will say this Henry that there are police officers out there who may not have it in their minds to go out there and kill someone but who are not prepared psychologically to be police officers not dealing with just mentally ill people but dealing with people in general.
3: uh, uh, Doctor just to let you know that we do go through a psychological exam before we enter the police department and we are cleared by a clinical psychologist. So and that, uh, that uh, is and, that and is and an
1: imperfect And that's an imperfect that's an process imperfect Because process. we know He's, he, That a I'm lot not, of these I'm, I'm, people Are being cleared He just cleared. said that
3: We're yeah. not psychologically fit well, I'm just telling you That we do go through A psychological And a background Of our character Before we get hired I will say this But
1: I will say this let, let me say this my how son And not to disagree Not to disagree with you But we know And I will And I will criticize my. Yes I'm saying it I will criticize My fellow psychologists Who have done Some of these examinations they have not worked because we have people who may not be psychotic who may not be depressed but they may be racist and we're not picking that up on the psychological exams and i think racism is a, up, of mental, is, is a form of mental illness number one say, say it again you think racism i think racism is a form of mental illness because it's a it's a break with reality you know many of those belief systems are not based in reality and secondly we're not picking up personality disorders people who are not psychotic but the way they see the world uh... is so skewed uh... that they feel that the world re- uh, th- the world revolves around them and they're not there to serve the world so and- we have got to do a better job in doing these psychological evals because we have seen situations where people who have been cleared to be police officers, they had some very severe personality maybe issues. Maybe we should
3: come up with some sort of solution and maybe you could be a part of that solution. And, 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 and address all, that we, with we, the, You know what, you know, and we all
1: need to get, we, then, we need to work I, together on that, I, all a, of I'm us. I'm a
3: big proponent of what of my son is doing yeah. to bring awareness to the situation. And I'm also the first guy to say that the law enforcement community and, and, and the community at large right now in the Bronx borough should get together and you know what, in that, in that housing complex, in a community room, bring everybody downstairs and let's have, a, uh, let's have some sort of interaction. I and agree. The, and, and, and that but is that, super but, important. But that let's cannot do it. Happen. But I'm I agree. That can't happen. It yeah. can't happen you. when you can't even acknowledge
2: that something is wrong. When you keep saying <laughs> we, we, we know, don't know what's happening. When you can't as a man, good faith basis look at the situation and say there's no way that that woman was supposed to not leave.
3: I'm not being closed-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're saying that there can't be a solution. Well, you know what I'm I you, a solution. I'm not saying I said let's go I'm, towards You're trying towards to have solution. a
2: solution yeah. with people that won't want to sit down. You know why? But try. don't we need, a, so, don't we need we everybody listen, at the table? We do need everybody at the table. For a solution. But sat down. Just said the commissioner, right? Still, want, go ahead. Yeah, i me say something I apologize. Something. You Real you quick, because I'm on a task force where we're trying to do this, and the main problem is that the community does not want the police present because they don't believe or trust them. But my son, let me just leave it right in the police have to be present. But
0: people... But, to me, that's who my do, argument. But, but who do people call but, when they're in trouble? What they I'm call nine one one, and I'm getting the nine one one to take a break. To, this is Street Soldiers. Be. We'll be right back. What a hey, what day. up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King
1: of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real
0: politics, and real people only on Hot Nine Seven. You did. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're focusing on police tactics and the mentally ill. Joining us for this discussion, Sergeant Henry Marrero. He's a law enforcement officer with. 20 years experience. He's also a political activist in his community and he's also a crisis intervention and hostage negotiation specialist. Henry thanks for being with us we appreciate it. Also with us is my son he's a hip-hop artist and also a community activist with the Justice League in New York City. He's also been protesting in the Bronx over the police shooting the fatal police shooting of Deborah Danner. My son thanks so much for being with us we really appreciate it. Also with us Dr. Jeff Gardier he's a clinical psychologist and also a professor in behavioral science and a frequent commentator on TV. You've seen him on Fox 5, all the networks, and many of the top shows like the Real Housewives franchise and also Love and Hip Hop. Let's talk about the police. When do people don't want it to go back to the 90s when you would call 911, something was happening, and it would take a long time if they showed up.
2: But I think think at this point the people are prepared to police themselves. I think that's what... I that, think That's what? called no, anarchy this is what, It's not anarchy It's, it's like called anarchy have, Listen to me We have we have people who Like Erica Ford We have um, Shan Duke McFadden We have organizations Who de-escalate They go to the communities And they de-escalate These crimes They have Um Erica has over a year of no shooting inside Queens. Like we have, it's not anarchy. They and they're funded by the government. I think at this point, the way that the police, when you can't walk into a 66-year-old woman's house and get a bat from her and she has to die, I think people lose faith in the police. So I think until the good cops are able to say this is wrong and somebody made a mistake here, instead of saying we but don't wait, know what happened. But isn't it
0: enough that the police commissioner says? he didn't follow procedure no you this know why was it's a not mistake. enough because we also have isn't him that saying start, no, isn't that a start though isn't that a start
2: but we also have him
3: saying we don't he's he's premature in his judgment see you're through- actually pre prejud- you you are actually saying that this guy had no empathy for this woman. I'm That's to what say, you're saying. You're saying that... It, what, what I don't, I don't to, see what, what you... What I'm, I'm, I'm not you. backing anybody okay, up. I, I don't, even, qu- know I I don't even know the facts. I don't even know the facts, but I, I can tell you this, question. that you have never been in a situation okay. like that. But I'm
2: going to ask you a question. If you can never talk like if that. you go to your house and your grandmother is My
3: grandmother has nothing to do with this. This is not the topic. No, absolutely not. All right, let's a friend's grandmother
2: and she's irate and she has a bat in her hand and you have a gun and you have a taser.
3: Would you shoot the woman? I don't know this. I don't know so, this, so, this. But my son, saying, what would you, you like to see? Can you I, I What if she's swinging about in He's my head? He's talking, you're if
0: talking about, but you, you <laughs> have to talk about what, I mean, we're a country of laws. A lot of times they're not followed. A lot of times they're broken and but concepts. Mean, well, and I'm just saying, it's like there's certain procedures for dealing with certain those situations. There's those medical procedures. procedures, procedures were failed. There's mental, The, right. the commissioner so and the mayor said the
2: procedure. They're reviewing the procedures. The, the procedure to dealing with this woman, they failed at doing that. That's bottom
1: line. But, Dr. Jeff, what about that? The that, fact that is that. the preliminary finding. But I, let, let me answer Henry's question, if I may. And, Henry, it's probably not the way you may answer it. God forbid if my son had a baseball bat and I had a gun, I had a stun gun, I, that is my son. So I and, and it was a mental health issue, you know, as I like to say, I may not know karate, but I know crazy and I would find a way, even if it meant, you know, possibly taking a hit to try to disarm him. empathy. It's called, it is called You're not going to take a hit
3: from, from a baseball bat to your head. I, I, really, I really don't okay, believe that's going to happen and in we don't, real life.
0: And, and, and again, there's an investigation that's going because on. Because
2: everybody
3: feels the same way.
0: But the, here's, here's a question I want to throw us. everybody. a police officer. You can't find
2: one citizen that tells me that they walked inside a house with a 66-year-old woman that they wouldn't
3: even take a hit from the job. You're absolutely out of line with not a Okay, but again, we don't
0: know what was the initial 911 person. call. There was obviously something had happened, and not to justify what happened. It's a tragedy no that that Miss Danner here. lost her life here. But I want I want to move forward on this, like move the discussion forward a little bit, because it's like in, ter- in terms of Dr. Jeff, in terms of it seems with a lot of the police departments now in the country. The, the problems of society that are not being dealt with whether it's homelessness whether it's mm-hmm. homeless mm-hmm. mentally ill whether it's it's people with mental illness who whether because of their race gender economic status whatever are not able to get proper proper treatment these problems that we don't deal with as a society end up getting dumped on the police officers and the paramedics because they're the first one they're the ones with that come with the nine one one call and that at that's happening at the same time that we have a disconnect, a huge disconnect in our communities between communities of color and the police and a, and a distrust. So does that wear on people? Does that affect their judgment? Well, well,
1: I, I, I would think so. Uh, but this is certainly where we need to take a more holistic uh, uh, process as part of this. I worked for the Federal Bureau of Prisons for years. And what I started noticing as you know a chief psychologist in the bureau of prisons right here in new york city we're starting to get all of these mentally ill individuals who are arrested charged being put in jail and these people were Psychotic. They weren't trying to commit crimes because of monetary gain. They just were not able to control their behaviors. So we had to look at a retraining of our custodial staff to be able to deal with these individuals, a retooling. At the same time, you know, legislators had to get involved to find out what was going on, why weren't there room in these psychiatric hospitals, what did the mental health system have to do? So I believe that we all have to come to the table, the mental health uh, institutions, the hospitals, uh, law enforcement citizens, black white and other, all have to come together and look at the failings of society and why the most vulnerable victims, who are these psychiatric patients, why is it that they're either ending up in jail or unfortunately ending up being shot, being hurt whatever the case or may be. Or on the be, streets Or on suffering. the streets, o- homeless, what we call homeless homelessness, homelessness, that downward drift mm-hmm. from losing their jobs and so on. So yeah. yes, I, in some ways, I empathize with the police officers because they are human beings and they're faced with this deluge of these psychiatric issues but I believe this is where the police department needs to go back and say okay what do we need to do here because we have other parts of society that have failed at the end of the day it comes down to us as the guardians of society what do we need to do in order to take care of these individuals protect them protect ourselves but make sure that they get Proper treatment so that when there is a situation when we get a call that someone is disturbed emotionally disturbed you look at a 66 year old individual who may have a baseball bat well wait a minute she's not robbing a bank she's not assaulting anyone that we know of so let's put two and two what's together. the urgency there in that situation? exactly let's put two and two together ah uh-huh. well there might be some sort of a psychiatric issue there might be some sort of the dementia something is going on you learn that with the training so I would challenge the police department, to put more psychologists on staff, to get more people like you, Henry, who are trained in hostage negotiations, so that they say, okay, we need to contain this area with this person who's having these issues, not go in there and engage. We need more than not that, that Isn't that a
0: lot to ask? Isn't that a lot to ask? Uh, no. Uh, again, no. It, it, again, it's, it's what it, needs I'm just, to be done. I'm just saying, practically speaking, it's what needs to When, to when, it, comes, Henry, when, Henry when it
3: comes to that, what he's saying, I I, I agree with him 100% that we we, we, we should have more trained officers. And that's why I said that from the beginning. More trained Frontline officers. guys that are walking the street right now, dealing with homeless people, dealing with people with mental And they probably want more training, too. I would suggest it because I 20 years ago, the training was totally different than it is today. Right. So I do understand... Uh, the need for training you can't revamp the system you have to make it better and what doesn't work you have to get rid of Okay, but it all has to start from the top so the mayor and the commissioner and all the uh, local public officials should all come together with uh, with the Justice League, with the doctors, and come up with a solution and stop talking about the problem and fix these problems and stop fooling around. Let's get something Henry, going. Let me, at the table. Let, let, let me ask you a quick. Okay. May I ask Henry a yeah, very ahead. quick
1: question? How long is the training for police officers? Uh, six months. Six months. So I would say this, and I know it's radical, but I would like to see the police department institute a police college. Of at least two years. Exactly. Wow. As part of That's that two deep. years, not, they, they do that. My my sound about part, that. You're as part of the two
3: interested. years, nobody's going to want a police. Well, see the problem well, is well this, but so. but
1: we need to look at and and uh, okay. please but, jump but, in. But, uh, Jeff, but, but we need Dr. to look Jeff. at police officers. First of all, being a police officer is not being some stiff on the street. This is an honorable profession. That's This needs people who are wise, who are smart, who have empathy, and we could get people if you said, listen, we're going to give you an. Associates degree or a B.A. in yeah, policing but Dr. Jeff, but they're policing. dealing. They're
0: also dealing with 911 calls for everything from some guy exposing himself why, in a park with that's kids. But
2: that's why. somebody, need, somebody That's why they, need, they need more training and they need that's more qualifications. That's why qualification. you need the training. I mean, reality, I have a Ph.D. But it can't in psychology. Just fall on the police. I have, a, but, but this is what I'm trying to say. This is the job. The job, the police, when they sign up, these are the requirements for this job. It's like me being a, a, a surgeon. When you're a surgeon, you have to know how to d- perform the duty. You cannot hire officers who are not prepared, who are not capable because you need to get a, bodies And they've done a lot there.
0: with training, but let me ask you this, my son, because you said earlier, the community should police itself do you think we should do away with police is that what you're saying i'm saying i just wanted to be clear and explain yourself i think
2: ultimately if you really i don't want to get into that conversation because ultimately the police would they were designed they came from slavery so it was an overseer that changed into a thing so it's really always to keep black people in line that's what the police were always designed to do. I think if you have people like myself and other strong individuals in the community they can do the same thing that the police could do and we can de-escalate and people have more You're respect for you. are willing to be on I'm call 24 willing. hours a day? I'm definitely willing to be on call and I know a lot of people like me. Like I said we have peacekeepers throughout the
0: country right now. And the now. peacekeeper, the peacekeepers are on call the groups 24 like hours Shan, a like day. Like Shanduke's group in Brooklyn, they've done a lot of good work but they're not handling 911 calls. Yes they are.
2: Yes, Not they, like responding no, they when people are, are calling. No, They have. They have the, when there's
0: situations. Okay, we'll we'll save that for another uh-huh. another they conversation. Are doing but it. I'm just saying. It's, in it's terms proven, of the
2: con- it's proven that it's, it's it's brought down crime. It's brought down no, violence. No, they've been very stuff. effective very with effective. The, with the youth so violence. If you and, look, the, and, and these are people in the community that the people trust. But so, trust do you want you, you, have you, have you don't want police? So
0: why? Aren't I mean, I, I, I just, I just want to leaders. Leaders. It, I aren't want, be clear. Why don't you working with our local leaders? there be a partnership? Could be We're a partnership. All of our leaders. So
2: and why isn't, isn't it trickling down, down to, to, the,
3: to the people that are involved? Right. It is a community policing. I don't know how you don't know about it, but this is what I'm saying is why isn't it trickling down? If you're dealing with local leaders, okay, why aren't they trickling it down that they've having these interactions with you guys and you guys come together with the local law enforcement and your local communities and come to a solution? What is your solution? As they're out there, as you said, Shane Duke, exactly. McFadden, and uh, the, the Ford, Erica Ford, Ford. Erica Ford. If, if these people are so right now embedded with the politicians, why don't they come down and teach and show everybody what they're doing so that we could become as effective as they are, as you're saying.
2: Well they are I think what we're trying to do is have classes we want to sit down with the community with the community with our um leaders and also with the police officers so we can come to a conclusion on how you deal with us because our, that's where okay. the okay. cultural sensitivity well, the and culture, the cultural the training cultural sensitivity comes and it's okay. it is
0: also dealing with people first and foremost whatever uniform you're wearing or not wearing, whatever title you have, I think it comes down to dealing with each other as human beings. Correct. I mean, you go to London and you are you can be in an area where there have been terror attacks, which it was last year, and the police, like, uh, we're getting on the subway, and the officer goes, goes have a nice evening to to myself and my friend, and I looked, I was like, what? I, like Are we being profiled? You know, what's going on? And that's just the way they are. They talk to people, they interact with people, which I think, but they slowly, may also, the but NYPD and the other departments Let's get back to community,
3: community and policing. And, policing, and they right. may put have the same that. police officers in the same community, so that they know everybody that's there, exactly. from the children right. all the way up to the parents to their grandparents. And that is the most important thing that we need to do: exactly. keep the same guys in there that can communicate with the people of that community. And this may alleviate some of the agitation and the, and the fuel that is being fed. On these uh, issues right now,
1: and I will say it again, and I know it's controversial. I believe that being a police officer, we can grandfather the folks that are there now, but being a police officer should be a profession which is equal to any other profession, which means a vast amount of education, ongoing education. It could be, be ongoing. I, I, I agree with look you. Look at you, Henry. Yes, sir. I mean, look at you sitting there like you know, you know, diamond Jim. You know that comes from. <laughs> that comes, he's oh, always going He's always he can't but, help it? Wait a minute, but that <laughs> Listen, comes, that comes some from. people street. are just fly to doctor, that look yeah. at you, Come on, look at you watch? No, but right. that, what comes, but <laughs> that comes. But that comes from his training. That, that, comes, that comes, comes from his education. From that comes from, him, from his, from his upbringing. Community that comes from. But he considers himself to be a professional, whereas there are some people who view police officers as being nothing more than servants of the street. You say it all the time. What is what is your most important weapon? Your mind. Your mind. So why? Why aren't we educating the minds and hey, getting people who I'm see being right. well, a said, police officer as being, we're not disagreeing, yeah. as also mm-hmm. being academicians who are getting continual training and education where they end up with a degree called an associate's or a bachelor's or a master's but you can't in I police. Think, okay, I think, I two think two we years. need to, I think Who's we need gonna to, fund that,
0: right? I think we can be the change. Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing the change I'm right opening, now. I'm opening. And I'm opening. I'm going to challenge each one of you. Guys. I'm going to challenge each right. one of you to participate in a live town hall. I'm there. Street soldiers there. on I'm this in. very issue, and we'll get the community. We'll get law enforcement. We'll it. get mental health. And we'll get the psychological community there together and see if we can move forward. Because I just don't think we can stay where we're at right now with this distrust of the police, the fears mm-hmm. and the we didn't even get into the anxiety mm-hmm. among many black families with mm-hmm. their interactions with police and that type of thing. And also the cops, though, what they're dealing with, trying to do the right thing and, and not really knowing what people want of them anymore and move this whole discussion forward. So, Henry, you're going to be there, right? Oh, absolutely. My son? I'll be there. Dr. Jeff? And I'll be wearing a jacket just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Jim. Huh? It's always a com- competitive, and they say women are competitive, right? It's like the, who's man, the flyest man. guy in the room, okay? Anyway, um, thank you all very, very much for being with us for this episode of Street Soldier Sergeant Henry Marrero, my son, Dr. Jeff Gardier. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.